This is the Thursday, July 22nd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Got you covered with a variety of action, even looking to the futures market in and out in less than 10 minutes, like we promise. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, alongside Joe Fortenball. Joe, we're getting closer and closer to water polo plays. <laughs> the way you set that up, closer and closer, I'm like, yep, NFL, college football right around the corner, standard line, but no. The old switcheroo with the water polo, which, by the way, I would like to be on whatever text thread you're going to have going every play to your boy, Joe Fortenball. Yeah, so you're uh, you're in luck because <laughs> I think we're going to be doing a little bit of a segment today on Daily Wagers, so we're going to have some fun <laughs> there. These are very uh, playful. Actually, they have changed the rules a lot, so I'm a little apprehensive about some of this and see how it plays out. But let's get to the nitty-gritty in the uh, more, a little bit more popular handle games. Uh, why don't you start us off on the diamond? All right, so there's two I'm looking at tonight. Uh, Oakland is taking on Seattle in Seattle. I'm going to play the Mariners. They're plus 130 in this matchup. I don't think the market or at least the betting public has caught up to Chris Flexen, the righty who's pitching for Seattle. Last six starts, he's given up a grand total of six earned runs, good for an ERA of 1.36. Seattle's 5-1 and one in those games. And this season, the Mariners are 13-4 and four in Flexen's 17 starts. He's been getting better and better throughout the course of the year. He's been really good as of late, and he finds himself again as a reasonable underdog here at plus 130. Now, the reason for that, the A's obviously very good this year. The lefty, Sean Manaya is going to be pitching for Oakland. Month of July, a little shaky. 10 earned runs and 17 innings pitched. That's an ERA north of five. The A's went one and two in those three starts. More importantly, though, Seattle hits lefties pretty well. 12 and three in their last 15 games against left-handed starters. So Seattle plus 130 is play number one. I'm also going to play the over in the Phillies-Braves game. Depends on where you look. You can either play nine flat or eight and a half, which is what we have at Caesars William Hill. Overs minus 120. It's uh, Matt Meatball Moore going for the Phillies today. He in that 5-2-5 ERA. The Braves lit him up for five runs on nine hits in five innings in their only game against him this year in which he was a starter. Charlie Morton's pitching for the Braves. He's been okay. Three or more earned runs in three of his last four starts. 3-6-9 ERA. I think we get some runs. And the overs have been very good in Philadelphia games as of late. 11 overs in their last 13 outings. Obviously a trend that doesn't apply much today because, you know, different pitchers, different matchups, all that stuff. But I'm going to go over eight and a half runs, Braves-Phillies, Mariners plus 130. Uh, I'm going to go the diamond as well. This, uh, gosh, what a volatile series it's been for the Cubs cards, right? Um, oh, yeah. Crazy. Uh, that Cardinals blow- bullpen yeah. almost blew it bad last night. Yeah, that's after get- blowing a 6-1 lead in the ninth the night before. I will take the Cardinals here, but first five. We're going to avoid that bullpen. <laughs> Uh, Kim, yes. Kim's been on a tear, a 21 straight scoreless innings. So I have to ride the hot hand, so to speak. Little, little bit of juice. Cubs just obviously a giant disappointment this season. So I'm on the Redbirds there. Uh, I am tempted and I'm probably going to fire Giants Dodgers first five under, you know, look, you got Bueller and Descaflani. Uh, I, I just have to fire. And if, if someone wants to go Kim and um, someone wants to go under in the first five of the Cubs Cardinals, I can't blame you as well. How do you feel about the Red Sox? They were big dogs yesterday. They get the win. It's, this team's been pretty undervalued. Now they get the Yankees coming to town at Fenway. Montgomery's on the bump for New York. I have to keep playing, I think, Boston. Have the Yankees beat them at all this season? They've been terrible against Boston, and they came out of the break, and you figured, all right, now they're going to get it going. 
and they immediately laid an egg. They lost their first game off the break, which I believe was against Boston. They didn't score any runs. The Yankee team, to me, it, 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 there's not well, a lot. They bounced back. They won. About. They took two of three at the stadium uh, coming out of the break. So that was the game that was postponed right. on Thursday. Obviously lost on Friday, like you said. You said shut out. Um, and then the bats woke up Sunday night baseball. There's nothing I have in terms of being pro Yankee at the moment. If they start to get something going a little bit, especially from a run production standpoint on a nightly basis, I'll have a conversation. Cole's been better. Cole has been better since the foreign substances crackdown. Had a couple shaky games, and then he mowed down, uh, I think it was Houston and Boston in back-to-back starts. So the Cole games are ones I'll be keeping an eye on, but everything else with them, it's tough for me to get excited about them, knowing that they're such a popular attraction. You might not get good value if you're playing on them. Yeah, it's, an, it's a big stretch for the Yanks. Their next eight games, Red Sox for four, Rays for four, so they can make Ooh. a run here. Uh, you uh, broke the seal on college football for us. You have another play. Yeah, so thin months here, or at least thin in terms of uh, what we're used to having for betting. So we've been rolling out some futures when we have the opportunity. Yesterday, it was the Buffalo Bulls under eight wins. Today, uh, Captain Square, but it's going to be Oklahoma over 11 wins. So postseason doesn't count, which means in order to win this bet, I need a 12-0 record from Oklahoma. Uh, one loss means I'm going to push on 11, and that's the key because I don't see where in the schedule there's going to be two losses for Oklahoma this year where I would need to lose. Uh, one of the weakest non-conference schedules in the country, Tulane, West Carolina, Nebraska, who's been really shaky, but that game's going to be at home. You don't really have to worry about that. Key matchups this year, Iowa State, West Virginia, TCU, all of those will be in Norman. 75% of the team starters are back on both sides of the ball, and this defense quietly has gotten good. They were nasty last year. Defensive coordinator Alex Grinch now in year three, so his program is in full steam ahead mode. And then, of course, Spencer Rattler, the Heisman Trophy favorite, he's entering year two. He's got 11 starts under his belt. He's got big wins over Texas, that four-overtime game. Iowa State in the Big 12 title game, Florida in the Cotton Bowl. There's a reason he's the Heisman favorite. Not saying he's going to win it, but between him and year two, the fact that the team got a lot better as the season wore on last year, the rise of the defense, and the way the schedule sets up, I, I, I think a push at 11-1 and one is my worst-case scenario. So I'll take a shot on the undefeated season for the Sooners. All right. They've been upset a couple times over the years. Oh, in yeah. Some games that they really should not have. But uh, you're right. The defense is getting a lot better. My, I'm just going to go with my favorite play of all college football win totals, and it's Auburn under seven. Yeah. This is a rebuild. Um, Brian Harson comes over, former coach at Boise State, comes in, and Bo Nix is the quarterback. He just hasn't made this, the, the progress over the years. But this is about the schedule, and it's really weird because you have some automatic wins, you would think, at least at Auburn. you got Akron. you got Alabama State. you got Georgia State. Not necessarily total cupcake but they should win. And then you're at South Carolina later in the season. So that's four right there. I honestly think three more is the absolute max, like max. I would have made this total five and a half and I would still bet under five Um, and a half. They're at Penn state. They're at LSU home to Georgia, home to Ole Miss. They'll be favored. I think against Ole Miss, but I'm not sure at A&M. At, or excuse me, home to Mississippi State and home to Bama. Mississippi State should be a win, but you don't know what the Bulldogs, they, they, could, they could get shut out or they can be great. So they're so inconsistent. But I'm telling you, they're not winning at Penn State, at LSU, home to Georgia, at AM, or home to Bama. Those are five losses right there. So they're win total seven. I would agree seven. with that. They're I win total seven. Do the math. It's, 
it feels like with the that is such a huge jump for Harson from Boise State and, and and everything he's used to out there versus Auburn and the SEC. Like getting used to life. Like forget about the SEC. Forget about the SEC West. Just your home state against Alabama. Like trying to stack up against something like that with everything you're going to face. The rigors of that schedule are going to be something early on. If he's able to navigate it successfully, it's going to be one of the great stories in college football. But I agree with you. I remember when you first broke this down on Daily Wager a few weeks ago, 100% agreement. It's going to be a tough year. That Penn State game is going to be no joke. Remember how Penn State started last year. They're going to come back with a vengeance after the way that season got away from them. I, like I said, I would make this five and a half and I would still bet under. So uh, I don't understand the seven component to that. Uh, so we'll do a little UFC tomorrow. I'll let you guys do it. Obviously, the main event is so interesting with uh, Dillashaw coming back from over two years of a hiatus. But uh, that's going to do it for us, my friend. I'll see you back in the studio and uh, get ready for your water polo segment. Brush up. Yeah, Brush buddy. Up, I'm sir. looking forward to it. <laughs> I got to read the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> yeah, there's six teams that could all win the gold, basically. <laughs> it's going to be fun. 